It's true. Ask anyone. I've always had a dump truck ass. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Ryan. Joining me, Ryan, as Ryan, always. Ryan, can yes. you do me a favor? When sure, you bring I me out, favor. can you introduce me as the Joker? No. <laughs> it wasn't the Joker. It was the, the Joker. I know, I know. I had to change it yeah, for, for, for copyright reasons. Oh, okay, Copyright, sure. yeah. Warner Brothers I would just, have sued it. I know the line because I watched it maybe 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say, yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, that was Joel, of course, here, and Cameron's here as well. Both of them. Oh, Yo, what's, Yo, we what's good? What's good? What's good? How was everybody's Fourth uh, of July weekend? Fourth of July great. weekend. I was working. I so, saw the purge. So it was good. How was, was that, that good? New purge. Uh, so like, I would say it's middle of the pack for purge movies. Hmm. Um, it's better than which I which I found out this weekend. There are five of them. Yeah, there are five. Of them. Yeah. Did you go I see thought it? There were th- uh, no, no, I've only I saw, seen the first I went, one. I saw a different movie. What'd you see? I saw Zola. Oh, I saw Zola too. Cam saw Zola too. Yeah, Zola's weird. I didn't even I know didn't this, like that it. Zola two came out yet. I it, was it was just boring. The first one. Zola two. Zola two. <laughs> it's just from the perspective of Riley Keough's character. It's pronounced Riley. <laughs> all right, it all, that movie had the weirdest penis I've ever seen in my life. It's true. It, it did. I was like, I was trying to figure out what was on screen, and I was like, "Oh, it was, what?" It was, it was weird. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was something. Look at that elf shout trunk. It looked like that guy was sick. Like that guy had a disease or something. I don't. Uh, you, we don't want to shame him. No, but I'm but. saying he might have to get checked out. I'm not trying to shame him. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know. well. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know what to say uh, to that. Good luck to that. Did guy. you like Zola? It was fine. I thought it was, it was pretty good. I just, I thought it was boring. I just thought like, with that. I watched story, three mo- I watched three movies this weekend. That was the worst one that I saw. What, well, we just asked you what movies you watched. What did you watch this weekend? I don't recall I you asking him that. Uh, yeah, nobody asked me that. <laughs> I did. I said, "What'd you see this weekend?" But you were referring to just me yeah. saying I meant, movies. I know. I, I, I meant in general. Oh, okay. Um, I finally saw In the Heights. Okay. I finally watched that Heights. last night. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Uh, I thought the first act was a little slow, and then it starts to pick up a little bit from there. Mm-hmm. The third act I thought was great. I thought the third act was fantastic. I like that movie. Um, when, once the emotional gut punches start coming in, that's when it gets really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best movie I saw this weekend was Fear Street on Netflix. Oh, I wanted to watch um, that. That was good. Uh, if you don't, people don't know about it, it's like the three-week three week straight movies they're dropping in the fear street which was a book series um but it's like weekly weekly for movies it's really interesting did you watch concept did you see now here's a question did you see in the heights uh oh i guess you didn't see it in the theaters you saw it on hbo i watched it on i watched it on my tv yeah gotcha okay i wasn't sure because I, I heard it, to see I it. heard it's probably a good movie to see. Well, I I've seen I it, wanted so to I see it in the theaters. Movie you've seen theaters. Yeah. Once it was out of Dolby, I was like, oh, I'll just watch it at home then. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll just go yeah. see it in another theater with Atmos. Do you still have a list? Yeah, I have a list. 
Yeah, Sylvia was too. I'm going like once a week. I'm going like once a week to the movies at this point. Yeah, yeah we were talking about the other day. Remember, remember Cam when we went and saw Star Wars for the mm-hmm. Tenet trailer, and I was like, oh, like I paid twenty five dollars for this ticket. I may as well have just paid yeah. for a month of a list. Yeah. We did the same thing the other day with with Fast and Furious. I was sitting in the theater and I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, you could just go up to him after, and then it was like, oh, whatever, I just left. Yeah, they will. They'll. Yeah. I think I told you the same thing with. Uh, Oh, he, he said you the didn't. Theaters need he money. said you neglected to tell him. No, I though? know for a fact I would have said the same thing. I'm pretty sure you did not tell me that. All right, sure. Say what you will. Uh, well, I'm, go, I'm going to go back say. to. I'm going to go back to the theaters this say weekend, what you need but to I, prob- say. I probably won't see Purge because Black Widow's coming out this weekend. Oh yeah, so. that's what you're going to see, Black Widow. Yeah, what comes out? Something comes on the 16th. I want to see. Mm. What comes out on the 16th? I don't know. We both we both went. Mm. 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 I know. Well, obviously, I want to see Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow, Meander, Space Jam, uh, Pig. Oh, oh that's, Space that's, Jam. That's Space what Jam. I want. Yeah. Are you gonna watch that in theater? Or are you gonna just watch it at home? Why would he do that? Um, I mean, if I had a list, I'd see it in theaters. But you know. But he I'm, has B list. I'm not gonna pay ten dollars to go see it in a movie theater. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch Space Jam in the theater. I'll watch it y'all, with my family. Y'all are whack. Y'all are so. I'll watch it I was with gonna my ask family. you to go, Ryan. Forget. Oh, it. if you want to go, I'll go nope, with you. Nope. Nope. No, I'll nope, always I'm gonna go, go with if myself. You go. I'm going with myself. All right. Well, don't do that. I'll go. With I want to go watch the Werewolves Within. I would, that movie I would actually has that. good reviews. My buddy yeah, was watching it. Shouts to Ryan, other Ryan, or as he like he said, he wants to be evil Ryan if he comes on the show. Um. He was he was texting me about it and he was like, "Hold on, I want to read it verbatim." He said, "It's great that you didn't have it pulled up already." I have it right here. He said, content. "I said, how great. was it?" He said, "It's a terrible movie, and I love every second of it so far." So he's just you, basically. Yep. No, but I heard like it's like it has good reviews. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. I think it has a yeah, sixty-six on Metacritic. So I bet that movie. Ryan get was a lot so of upset that I liked it. Fast and the Furious. I'm not upset about it. I get it. I get it. Some people have bad taste in movies. I get it. Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> All right, sure. You need you need to see some of the good Fast and Furious movies though. Oh, I like, probably you need will. to watch you need I'll to watch probably watch them all before Fast 10 your seatbelts comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That better be the name. That better be the name. It has I saw one the other day. Uh, past guest Chris, she keeps. She told us on air. I think she was like, "Yeah, it should be called Fast Ten Your Seatbelts." But I saw one the other day. Yeah. that was like, "Oh, it should be called uh, Furious." But the I and the O are the ten. And I was like, "Okay, that's actually legitimately cool." Like Fan Four Stick. Yeah, but better. <laughs> yeah, because because Fan Four Stick didn't make sense. <laughs> fast Fast Ten, and they they go to a different planet. They go to no, a different I'm dimension. Sorry. Fasten your seatbelts has to be the name. Yeah, I like that that's one. So good. No, that that's is great. so good. Uh, who do we I mean, they to seem to that? have abs- like a, like accepted the meme culture. Oh, sorry, really quick too. What's the deal with these last two days? All of a sudden, the the family memes have just gone off. Like that's been a joke for Dude, so long, crazy. and now they're like mainstream. Yeah. I don't know. It's insane. Not nothing. Nothing like this happened when. Uh, fate of the furious or whatever the eighth one was called came out and then all of a sudden now and just like very recently like you said the last like two days or whatever it's just been everywhere yeah and i mean it's funny like you know me like i the whole time we were there i kept going family but it's like yeah you did like you literally literally clapped when they said it it's probably because 
um, culture has been looking for a new movie meme and we haven't really had content to pull from in a while. That's a great point. And so since this was like the first big, big movie to come out uh, during the pandemic or since the pandemic, it was probably prime for picking. How are you going to disrespect Cruella like that? That was the first big movie to come out post pandemic. How dare you? Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, you can say what you want. No, I don't. I, I like Cruella, actually, there, and there was a Cruella meme. There is a Cruella. There, meme. The dogs, right? Around. No, the no, dogs, no, the, yeah. no. There's the one where she's like all like done up and fine, and it's like me, whatever. And then there's the other one where she's like, it's like, but it's not as big. No, 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 no. You're and, you're right, but it it was a no, fairly popular it meme. It didn't it didn't circle the webs like the video of the mother getting knocked over a cliff by the Dalmatians. Okay, Dude, spoiler alert. Much. I've literally it's seen. Fine. The, the family memes on, on Twitter, on Reddit, and on Facebook, and on Instagram. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, it's, they're funny, though. They're really they're funny. They're good. Family. I like it. <laughs> family. Um, you, know, you know what I wouldn't consider, though, a family movie is the movie we're talking about this week. Joker. Uh, which ha- what happens to be Joker, uh, the Todd Phillips vehicle, Joker. Before we fully get into that he drove discussion, this though, Joel. Movie? Yeah, he drove the movie. He drove it right into a wall <laughs> nice well done thanks chaos <laughs> um joel what's your question of the week this week uh i have a question that i don't have an answer to myself so i'm gonna oh, throw it to someone wow. else while i try and think of the answer uh but a lot of people were excited about joker because it was like this oh we're getting this standalone origin story joker film on screen for the first time like we've had joker in films in the past but like this is this is joker's mm-hmm. film so what's a character from any franchise, any movie ever, that you would like to have their own standalone film? Whether it's mm. serious, whether it's like a comedy, whatever it may be, what's one character from pop culture that you would like to have a standalone movie? Cam, I'll go to you first. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a, that's a joke. Uh, sorry, that's, that's, that's a joke. I, I really do like Spider-Man, though. Um, also, since we're talking about him... We have to bring I really it up. Do like Spider-Man. Though. We have to bring it up. The news and okay. Tom Holland oh, and Zendaya yeah, are officially dating. Folks, I, you heard it here third. You heard it here. You heard, um, <laughs> he sounded like Swedish Chef for a second. He's like, yeah, I know we uh, have talked about the possibility of Zendaya and I being an option, or you know, uh, no one's talked about that. We have he's, talked he's about like, the possibility of it. He's on like this Zendaya podcast. and I can be an option, but just in case, let me apply for the Bachelor. Um, you bachelor know, guy. being you know being a thing, and so um, unfortunately for right now, that's on hold. Um, but just for right now, uh, I'll, I'll find I'll find a way. What's the famous um, Michael Scott quote? Dating doesn't mean married. That's right. No, engaged doesn't mean married. It was the quote. So, um, you're, according to Michael Scott, you got plenty of time. But as far as a character who I would like to see have their own movie, P.T. Barnum. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking Lola Bunny. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say this. Oh my Damn God, it! So, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I? Should I give a real um, answer, like an actual answer? Yes, give yes, a real give answer. A real answer. Um, Tell us why you would pick Mutt from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Tell us. Um, this is a hard one. I, he's I think like, it's... he's like, I'd actually like to know the backstory of J.K. Simmons' character in La La Land. <laughs> no, I think I, I'm a, 
No, we all know he no, was a, actually, a drummer actually, or a J- composer. JK no JK Simmons's character in Whiplash would be an interesting backstory to find out how he ended up like such a heartless asshole. Just the same thing that he did to Miles Teller. That would just be that's exactly what the movie would be, just the same movie. No, well, I nobody, thought Whiplash was a prequel any- to La La Land. No. That's wrong. <laughs> that's incorrect. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Whiplash all, was a prequel all, to First like, Man. <laughs> there it is, yeah. That's correct. It all is just leading to first man. This is such a hard question. I think maybe I'd want to see like a, like if we're going like gritty Joker kind of thing, I want to see one about Eeyore. <laughs> From I could just Pooh? see it. Yeah, I could just see it. Just Eeyore in. Why is he so yeah. sad? Lock letters across the screen. <laughs> well, it's like if if. Tigger can get his own movie, and Piglet can get his own movie. Why can't Eeyore get his own movie? Yeah, but I, I want this thing to be like the dude's depressed. Like the like dude obviously has like PTSD about something. Who's like know? Eeyore? What's up? But he's like, is it just me, or are things getting crazier out there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, like Eeyore had to have been like one of he the mules they shit. used in the Vietnam War. You know what I'm saying? Like that oh had to be God. what happened. <laughs> that's um, why, that's how he lost his tail in the Vietnam War. So I, I, I want I want that. All right. <laughs> Ryan, do you have one? I mean, the first one that popped in my head is I want to see how Emma Stone's character in Aloha developed her love for Asian culture mm-hmm. as a child. Um, but I well, because she's, be you know, one. quarter Asian. Right, I want to see like yeah, she how literally tells us that Ryan Asian culture yeah. she was well, a on, couple dude. of times actually yeah, um, I, you know seeing Matthew Broderick's character in Godzilla and how he developed his love for earthworms would be really interesting, um, but oh you know what would be good if we took that CGI Johnny Depp from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie that we watched mm-hmm. and did a backstory about him but that's not good either, um, my big like I have characters I would choose but like. Most of these movies would just probably be, probably be terrible. Um, so I'll just pick one of a character that, if it's done right, I would enjoy seeing. I would like to see one about uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, just to see like his his rise in the science field and then his kind of fall afterwards would be very, very interesting leading up to his occurrence with marty in 1955 i think that would be very interesting weren't they talking about doing Um, something like that i mean they've always talked about back to the future movies and stuff but zemeckis has basically said like you have to wait till i'm dead for us to for somebody to get their hands on this and i support that because there already would have been a back to the future remake and we all probably would have hated it starring cole sprouse all right joel no um, I've always wanted to have like a Darth Vader origin story. <laughs> Shut up. Um, no. So this one's actually what not a bit of like one movie. There's like three. <laughs> um, I, this wasn't even a bit, but I was like, oh, it'd be cool to know like the, like how man from interstellar, which is Matt Damon's character, how he like survived on the planet, like by himself all the time. And then I was like, okay, well actually that's literally like just Martian. <laughs> like we already kind of have that movie. There's not in the same universe. Um, yeah, they just cut that part out of the Martian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nice. like I said, it was hard because I thought of this question. I was like, this is a great question. I have no idea what my answer would be. I've always had, like, a lot of Star Wars characters that I thought it would be really cool to have, like, standalone movies to kind of learn about them. Um, like R2-D2? 
Yeah, seriously, like honestly, like all of them, like R two D two. We especially. never, we never saw, we never saw where R two D two came from. He's just mm-hmm. there. Hey, he's just in, there uh, in Phantom Menace. Um, yeah. So there's like a lot of characters that honestly, like, I could probably see. There's a lot of characters from the Jurassic Park, uh, lore that would probably be cool. Um, if you had to pick one character from Jurassic Park, who would it be? Is it Hammond? Honest, would you want no, to see a young like, Hammond story? No, because he tells us his story, and I don't want to see him running a flea circus. Um, I th- I like naturally think Muldoon would be a great character to kind of mm. learn more about, but yeah. he was just like a big game hunter, so I'd like want it less focused on that and more focused on like how he ended up at Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? So it'd be what like about Nedry. What about Ned? What about Nedry? Mm, maybe I don't know. Nedry wouldn't be too. I don't think there'd be too much there. Um, oh, I was mostly kidding. <laughs> but Muldoon, I think Muldoon would be a fun standalone film. Um, Just so called would, Muldoon. Uh, I mean, I mean, Dr. Ian Malcolm would probably be the most, the one that they could get away with making that people. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's the most popular character from. But at the same time with that, films. I almost feel like his isn't character. The, isn't the second one his movie? Like, it's like, that's essentially a standalone. I, you could even argue. Yeah, not in as, a way. But it's not a, but it's not it's like not a, a prequel. No, I, I, I don't know. But I think I think Malcolm benefits from the fact that we don't know much about him. You know what I mean? Like I as agree. A, Plus, his mystique, yeah. Plus, I feel yeah. like he's a mathematician. I feel like he wasn't his life wasn't that interesting before they brought yeah, him we in. Lear- for... We learn we learn about his personal life in the second one, and it's not that interesting. Yeah, and... no, in the book he's a ma- he's a mathematician, and he dies in the book. So I mean, he does. So yeah, was um, funny. All right, but... that was that was a good question. That was a uh, that was a nice thinker. Way to and we go, threw Michael out some Crichton. Really- some really good suggestions. That might be a fun one we could throw in the in the Instagram. Yeah, I keep the, forgetting. The That's my bad. I was I was just talking to someone. I was wondering who the hell is doing our Instagram. It's been shit. Like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, well, this, yeah, this past week it has been. I was like thinking. I was like, do I post extra stuff? But I was like, no. For all the extra special episodes, we never post like clips or anything like that. So this week will be good. But I definitely do intend on like I need to keep remembering to put the questions I like uh, the, the day of release because I like to see what everyone replies. I like the question that you had out there the other night. Yeah, that was fun. What question was that again? The theater experience. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, shouts one. to your sister who Ryan and I got to say hi to the other day on. Uh, mm-hmm. On. Was whole the live Instagram live? Yeah, your whole family. Yeah. But his sister listens. Yeah, sorry, my yeah. Uh, reception. I was in the middle of nowhere, so my reception was really bad. So you were at your house. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Um. So Cameron, yeah, I wanna. This episode is gonna be a little different. What we're doing here, okay? Because like it's a st- similar format. We picked a movie, you picked a movie, and we're gonna talk about it. But I feel like, I feel like Joel and I are just gonna be assisting on this one a lot. At least I am for sure, because I want people to know the story and the vitriol that you've experienced about yeah. this film, Joker. So I'm yeah. gonna when we. We're going to throw to the synopsis here, do the brief summary of what this movie is. And when we come back, I'm going to throw it to you and let's get this thing started. Cool. Arthur Fleck is a down-on-his-luck clown who can't seem to catch a break. Things seem to be turning around for him, though, after he starts a relationship with his neighbor, crushes his stand-up comedy debut, and just has an overall new lease on life. Oh, and he lets out some aggression by murdering three Gotham businessmen. But that's no big deal. So everything seems to be going swimmingly for him. So Cameron, Joker, wildly popular film, 2019. Mm-hmm. Most people that saw it were 
pretty favorable for it. Like it's, I think it's like sitting in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes amongst fans, critics not so much, about 68%, but still, still fresh. But most people probably would be surprised that this movie would show up on our show. I would like you to tell us why it is here. So the floor is yours. This is a good question. So, thank you. I and Joel, Joel can attest to this. Uh, one of my most anticipated movies of 2019 was, in fact, Joker. I was very, very excited for this movie. I like uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, you know, I know Robert De Niro was going to be in it. We heard Zazie Bates was going to be in it. Um, you know, Todd Phillips was directing. I don't really care. Uh, obviously, you guys know I don't like him. And part of the reason I don't like him is because of, you know, the discourse around Joker and just him in general. I think he's icky. Um, I also don't think his movies are any good. Um, Ryan, did you ever see War Dogs? Yeah. I saw War Dogs. Movie sucks. I think he talked about it on that, the show. Did we talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> we have, yeah. Have. That movie could have been so much better. Movie than it sucks. Was. And, and so I, I just, I just think that Todd Phillips is not a good director. Um, I don't like the Hangover movies. I mean, yeah, everyone can say, uh, and sure, people love the first one, but just look at two and. Do you three. like old? Do you like old school? Yeah, I do like old school. That was him. He directed. Does that really him? Which God damn it! Yeah, which which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. That was him. The episode ends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> guys, well, I, was I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> um, no, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, never happens, but I'll admit it. I can't. It. I can't um, wait. I was going to that day. No. Um, and so I was very excited for Joker. Uh, you know, big fan of Batman. Um, I thought the trailers looked good. I worked at Warner Brothers, and so you know, I was. You know, we're a little bit we're a little bit biased, or at least I was biased when it comes to you know these movies coming out because I had more excitement for them. Um, they had an employee screening on Thursday night, but I wanted to. Joel and I were so excited to see it that we went to the Impact screen, which was like the um, if you like gave to charity or whatever through the company. They had a special screening for those people. So funny enough, I had been donating uh to charity for you know since i started working at warner brothers joel had not because he hates uh people but um (laughs) but on the website they said you could bring socks and that would count as admission uh to you know to impact night or whatever so we went joel did you bring someone with you no no, okay, I didn't think so. No, I, br- I actually was going to bring my sister's boyfriend, and then we kept getting the dates mixed up, that's right. and I didn't think I was going to have a ticket, and then I ended up realizing oh, I could have brought right, him, and right. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Um, and I, I brought I brought my best friend, Christina, uh, and we were both super psyched for the movie. It was her first time being on the lot, um, and we, brought, we all brought socks, um, and... Funny enough, uh, they actually were like, "Why the hell do you have socks?" We're the only people there with socks, and because <laughs> we were like, like third in line. Yeah, we, like, were, we were third in line. Yeah, um, and like it was staying in line was a fun experience. The people in front of us, Joel, I don't know if you remember this, but the people in front of us were talking about uh, when Ryan Murphy's first day of work. They're like, "Oh yeah, I remember when it was Ryan Murphy's first day of work." And I'm like, "Damn, these are like you know these are." big big you know they've been working in this industry for a while but anyway we get in we 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 sit down we the movie starts and i just i'm so excited and it keeps going and 
my heart starts sinking and it keeps going and my heart starts sinking and sinking and sinking and not in the way the movie wants it to, uh, but sinking because I've realized that this movie is awful, just really bad. And it, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And I'm sitting there, um, with, you know, my best friend, uh, other than Joel and, and we look at each other and I like I'm thinking she's enjoying it. She probably thought I was enjoying it. We movie, you know, movie ends. Uh, obviously, everyone in the audience claps, and of course, I clap too because I wasn't trying to get you know. Uh, Do you guys have an opinion on that? Clapping what? when clapping audiences when audiences clap. After oh, I love a movie? it. Oh, I love it. I clap after pretty much every movie. I That's, okay. I was just curious. When I saw La Land, if people weren't clapping, I started. You know, making sure that, you know, I start. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> <Joel's me. laughs> I started clapping. Uh, um, but yeah, and we, and so my friend Christina and I got out there and we walked away from everyone. And I said, that was terrible, right? And she was like, yeah, that was really bad. I think, that, and then obviously there's, you know, then it came out to the, you know, everyone and, we all know how this movie got, was talked about. Um, I mean, you had people just absolutely loving in this movie, and which I, I don't think is wrong for people to love this movie. Um, I just think that this movie is an imitation of art, as pretentious as that might sound, um, rather than an actual a film that actually says something actually does something. And the reason why I feel like I can say that is because the movie very, very clearly is trying to be pretentious and it's, it's trying to have that level of it, it's one of those movies. I hate to use the word Oscar bait, but it feels like Oscar bait all the way through like not like they're like hey we can make this movie and we can get like we can win an oscar for it but if we were to make them like let's take all of the pieces of what we think makes an oscar movie an oscar movie and let's put all of those pieces together and make something so instead of it feeling like a legitimate film that could you know like legitimately artful it feels very much constructed and that's an issue when a film feels constructed in my opinion um, and also the, the, the themes and the, this, I, I, I really don't like this movie. Now, Joel, you went and saw it with him. Was your reaction similar? So I'm going to start kind of where Cameron started with his. I was hyped for Joker. Cameron and I talked about it all the time work. Like this yeah. was like the movie that we were both looking forward to this year. And the trailers, like he said, were fantastic. They were just, they were the perfect kind of trailer. It just got you really hyped without telling you too much. And so, went in the theater super excited. And I left having, like, enjoyed what I saw, but definitely feeling a bit let down. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get the movie that I was hoping I was going to get from what I saw on the trailers. Um, so it definitely was like, it didn't leave like a bad taste in my mouth. Like I said, like I, I enjoyed it, but it definitely wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know if I could describe what I was hoping it was going to be, but it doesn't, it just wasn't quite there. 
Um, to touch on what Cameron was kind of touching on, though, a little bit. She said touch twice in the same sentence. <laughs> wow, we're touching. Um, like, you say this a lot, and I, I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong. I just, it's hard for me to, like, see it from this point of view. But, like, the biggest thing that you've always mentioned when you talk about Joker is that you say that it feels so pretentious and that it feels like Todd Phillips thought he was making this big mm-hmm. masterpiece and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, be curious to hear what Ryan says. But, like... I don't feel that way. I definitely, obviously, like like everyone, you know, makes comments about how he he's just remaking Taxi Driver, which I'll say right now. I've never seen Taxi Driver. I know it's regarded very highly. I've never seen it. Um, but everyone's like, oh, you know, he's just remaking Taxi Driver and whatever it may be. Like, sure, like everyone's going to, you know, freaking draw from other things. But like mm-hmm. I, at least myself, like I said, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong here, but I personally, I don't watch this and think like, oh, he he thought he was making the world's greatest movie. Like to me, it was just, he was enjoying what he was making. You know, like we, we see everything he's made in the past and it's so different from this. Mm -hmm. This was this completely new Avenue for him. And this was his chance to kind of experiment with things Mm -hmm. and, and try things. And were those things maybe, you know, not quite homage, but like copying other things. Sure. Absolutely. You know, like this isn't his, his normal cup of tea. Um, but I don't know. I I just didn't see it as something that I got, I watched it and thought like, oh, Todd Phillips really thinks like he he made the world's greatest movie here. I just thought, nope, he made the movie that he wanted to make. He made the Joker film specifically that he wanted to make, and you know this is what we got out of it. Whether whether I liked it or not, it was this was the film he intended to make. Mm-hmm. This one's hard. This one's difficult. Uh, I saw this shortly after you guys did. I believe I went that weekend and saw it um i remember liking it pretty much like i thought it was pretty good i didn't i didn't think it was perfect i thought there were parts that were boring i think there's characters that were kind of wasted but we'll get we'll get into a couple of those what really surprised me was watching it again preparing for this this episode of our show i didn't really care for it this time around like i really oh let's go i really i i don't know what and i'm really curious to hear what you guys say because like this is this is one of those times where i feel like my opinion could get swayed because maybe i'm missing something i hadn't seen this since i saw it in the theater Mm -hmm. and i was just bored a lot it's boring it's boring i think it didn't captivate me to kind of touch on something that i think I don't think you said this on air, Cameron. I think you said this off air, but Cameron yeah. said, I think there's going to be some revelations today. Um, I can, I'll, I'll say that right now. Like I definitely watched it the second time and was like, this is the, this is the first time I've watched the entire thing since having seen it in theaters, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, can kind of tell you a little bit about how I felt about it. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it so much and I only seen it all the way through once until. Yeah. We're, you know, the, all three of us are people that if a movie comes out and we love it, like we watch it a bunch of times. Yeah. Right yeah. We can like, we, we do that. And this was not the case with this film. Um, but yeah, I mean, through, through this next watch, I kind of felt the same way where I was like, uh, like. I don't want to say it felt like it was like a chore or anything like that, but it was like, right. I was watching it and I was just like, yeah, like it's fine. Like that's about as much as I can give it is it's fine. And I'm sure we'll touch on this later and you guys will have your opinions on this. I personally really loved Joaquin Phoenix's performance in it. And for me, like watching that was like the most I get out of it. Um, And Mm. then obviously the score, the score is phenomenal. But like the film itself as a whole, it was just kind of like, okay yeah 
Yeah, I I think the way like you know you guys know I take like I take pretty good size notes for all of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with this one, we got like 40 minutes in and I only had a couple things written down. I was like, wow, like nothing's really happening. Like, right. There's not really a plot to this film. It's just yeah. one character's dissension into madness, well, essentially. So to touch oh, on. Or, OK, I just going to touch on that really quick. Uh, Casey from uh, Cellular Jam, her review on Letterboxd, yeah, friend of the pod. She kind of sums up the like a little bit of my feelings pretty well on this because she basically says that. Why did this movie have to be about the Joker? Mm-hmm. Like this could have been about anybody else, and the fact that they made it about Joker made all of the DC plot points feel very like shoehorned. Like, mm-hmm. like they were just kind of shoving it in there because oh well, this movie's about the Joker, so we have to have this in here as well, you know. And that, that's kind of what she said on her review, and I agree. Like, this movie really could have been about anyone else. I almost feel like had this movie been not a Joker film people probably would have liked it a bit more for those people who didn't, you know, like it. Um, or maybe it would have been the other way around. Maybe people would have well, hated it, you know, see, because it wasn't about Joker. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if you were to take this movie, and I think I think I mentioned this argument has been used with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think if you were to take this movie, get rid of... Now, obviously, I know that it's... You know, you know there's the parts with Thomas Wayne and, like... So obviously, you know that has. But I, I think That's, if you were, was, the Thomas Wayne stuff was my like like me's favorite part. Of the yeah, movie, but so. like it's still you know it still has like plot in the movie or and like still no, matters for the movie. Yeah. But you know, but like if this was just a movie that was released and it had nothing to do with the Joker, I don't think anyone would have talked about it mm-hmm. like that. Like right. I, I think that this movie, and I like I'm sorry to say this. I like I I think that the people who called consider this movie because I mean you guys use social media one of the most annoying things about this movie was the discourse around it I mean this was one of the movies when I don't know how much time you guys spent on Reddit um, quite a bit so are you gonna get in, are you gonna get into this now well I so the, the Reddit. The I won't Reddit get into story? the Reddit review itself but yeah but because I, I want to talk about oh, the no, discourse. I, I wa- I do want you to talk about okay. that Reddit. Okay, exchange. I I can. When not you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it now. You can do it later. Okay, um, but I want I want to talk about the discourse of this movie because there is an issue for anyone who you know is within the. I I don't want to say it's specifically like male centered pop culture, but there's an issue when it comes to the almost. I don't want to say nerd culture, but almost nerd culture, Ryan. I think you can attest to this. Is that when the community? Well, because yeah, I, I mean, yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. When yes. the community, when the community is so set on something, when they have this mm-hmm. idea in their mind of how something will be, how they perceive something to be, without be- actually having before actually having seen it or played it yeah. or anything the moment anyone says something negative about it there is all of this you have no idea what you're talking about they're biased they're paid off etc 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 we saw this was joker i mean it was very clear when we saw all of there you know there were um 
you know, there was the news of the standing ovation, you know, at when it premiered at Venice, right? And, like, I don't know how someone watched this movie and was like, yeah, this is a standing ovation. Um, but once there, once there was news of that, it was in the mind that this was going to be one of the best movies ever. A comic book movie made for, I, I don't want to say the intellect. Okay, I'll say it. The comic book movie made for the intellectual. Oh, look at us. We are art. We This is our movie. We, you know, we've done it, right? And so then when movie, then review, when reviews started coming out saying, you know what? I don't think this movie is like that great. I think it has like a 59 on Metacritic, uh, if I'm correct, um, <laughs> which means it averages, you know, a 5.9 out of 10, um, you know, and on metacritic that is yellow which it means you know not you're you correct know, not, yeah, yeah 59. it's 59 okay yep yeah. um which means it's not that great so now you see all the internet culture you know all this oh well they're paid off oh well they're you know they they're talking about like oh well this movie doesn't agree you know isn't leftist politics oh yeah 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 all, all that stuff right um <laughs> without actually having seen the movie themselves we saw the exact same thing happen with Cyberpunk, with the release of Cyberpunk, one of the <laughs> biggest botched releases of all time. And maybe the first, maybe the top one. If yeah, if not the biggest botched release of it all time. It literally just became available to purchase again on Sony's. It, and it's crazy, and and it's still not playable. It's still very barely playable on those they, consoles. The, they they said that if you have a standard PlayStation Four, which was the console that the game originally came out on you can still not play this game because it will break yeah, your system. It's like at the top of the buy, like of the, the, the sale page, I believe. Um, the most botched release of a video game I have ever seen. I mean, just pure false advertisement, pure. Yeah. It, and when there were reviews of this game, this game, when it first came out, the reviews that were coming out were really good, like they really were. good. And then like, yeah. uh, like there was a review that came out that gave the game a seven out of 10 and everyone, I, I mean, Reddit just they, flam went. they flamed it. They flamed it. They were like, this is a woman. She has no idea what she's talking about. There mm -hmm. was, I kid you not, there was a woman who said, hey, I, the, who reviewed the game. And she said, hey, I have epilepsy. There's a sequence in this game that caused, ep caused epilepsy, caused to give, gave me a seizure. And there was no warning about it at all. And so uh, she the pointed fan the fan. Yeah. The fanboys basically told her to fuck off. They didn't just tell her to fuck off. They literally sent her images that caused, that would cause her to have, to have another seizure. That's how talked that, that is 100% true. She, they were DMing her images so that she would have another seizure because they said she was lying about the game. I mean, this is, this is the culture that we deal with. And this is the culture that was excited about this movie. And I'm it's not comic, saying it's comic book, comic book movie culture. It's comic That's, book it's movie the, culture. It's, it's just like, it's the same as like Star Wars culture. There's, oh yeah. And it's so tough. It's so Snyderverse toxic. And yeah. All that shit. It's so toxic that you don't even want to be involved in it. Like it makes you sad to be a fan. Yeah. It, 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 you're like you get lumped in. It does. You know, it's, it's, you know, I like, I, there's like, people who say like the people who are like oh i'm a gamer right like you're like oh okay we know who that person is kind of thing and like they you know they have this kind of ideology that um you, you know and like and that and that's the kind of thing that happened with joker when it came out i believe um is you had a bunch of people who hadn't actually seen the movie i put my review on reddit before this movie was out to the public 
I put this my review out after you did it, you I'd did seen it that it. night. Yeah, I did. I night. posted it the night I saw it, and I had people in my DMs telling me to kill myself because I had no idea what I was talking about. They hadn't even seen this movie. <laughs> right. Well, what was um? You don't have to go into the details if you don't want to. But what were some of the like the hitting points of your review? Like, what were the things that they were attacking you? So. On? I so th- this is let me let me say um. <clears throat> I said, I said it wasn't good. I said uh, the movie clearly thought it was a piece of art, but had no message deeper than surface level. People were mean, so he did bad stuff. Uh, it was annoying how pretentious the film felt, uh, like something made by a comedic director, comedic director trying to please the pseudo the pseudo intellectuals of the uh, comic book slash film community. Um, I said, we're going to get countless posts about how Joker is a masterpiece and the SJWs ruined it. Um, but that's all besides the point. Joker is just a bad movie. Um, and I mean, I, I had people, you know, um, I talked about incel culture in the review as well, just because, you know, obviously there is an incel uh, you know, the movie had a little bit to do with incels and, um, you know, this person said, oh, this was one of the best movies of the last 10 years. Okay. Someone said, (laughs) what a pussy. Okay. Um, this movie didn't celebrate violence. Okay. Uh, I think that's just not true. Yeah. Um, you know, cause The uh, the criminals are the heroes in this movie. Okay, so this this is what this is the part that people were upset about. I said, I said this movie celebrates violence instead of condemning it. It feels like an origin story to the guy who shot up the Colorado theater, and entire in the entire time it's telling the audience. But can you really blame him? See what he's been yeah. through, right? And that's how I felt while watching this movie. I felt in like that was when I came out of this movie. I felt really icky. I felt gross, and not so, in the way I think the movie wanted me to. So I think um I'll let you keep going, but like you know the scene obviously when he kills the guys in the train. Yeah. I noticed that the way that it's done almost makes it seem like you're supposed to be rooting for him to kill those three people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how it comes across in the film, the way it's shot, the way they progress the story afterwards. Like it is supposed to be, he's like an anti-hero in this movie and the, but it doesn't work for the Joker. There's never really a point. I'm sure there's a comic out there with the Joker is some sort of an anti-hero. Whoever wrote that is an idiot because that's not who the character is. He's a psychopath who just kills whoever he wants. And that's who the Joker is. So like, don't try and sell me on a bill of goods that like, I'm supposed to root for this guy at any point in this movie. Uh, and even if they didn't go for that, like that wasn't the initial thought process they were going for. It comes across that way as somebody who hasn't watched it more than twice now. Like It just feels like feels like they're trying to make you care about this character who in essence yeah he's had a hard life but that doesn't excuse him to go about murdering people and inciting riots and getting cops beaten to the brink of death like no it's like this is an irredeemable character and i didn't enjoy watching any of the stuff that he was doing because he wasn't portrayed as a villain yeah no he he wasn't and like that was the thing for me that really bothered me about this movie, watching it the first time uh, and watching it the second time. Now, I, I, I hate, I, I do not want, I know we don't talk about politics on this, uh, on this show. They were trying um, 
but I think it's impossible to not talk about with this film politics while talking about this film because as we were just talking about this movie is made for an audience that very often feels like they are oppressed right I, Ryan I know for a fact I know for there are a lot of people who are gamers and who are comic book fans uh, and like I said not all people they're you know obviously excellent people in the community but a large you know part of the community um feels very much like this introduction of you know lgbt different races i mean you guys i'm I'm sure if you listen to this podcast you have an idea of you know there's two you know there's two races in video games white and political Mm -hmm. right um and and so this felt like a movie that was made for and it was made in the audience who the primary audience who was going to like this movie felt like hey i feel kind of seen right i like i i legitimately feel that many people who watch this movie maybe identified with feeling the loneliness that the joker felt and i don't think it's bad to feel lonely and to feel depressed like the joker no, there, there's did. yeah I, there's other movies that touch on that and there's exactly right um a lot of them actually but the issue is is that this movie never not once even implies that what he's doing is wrong yeah. not once and people will say well obviously we know that murder is wrong why should the movie have to tell us that's that would be dumb if the movie just outright tells us murder is wrong no you there are movies that are about terrible terrible violent people there are tv shows all about terrible violent people there's dexter there's breaking bad um, I just watched the Clockwork or a uh, Clockwork Orange this week oh, for the yeah. first time. Right, yeah. that movie is literally about. Was that, was, that in prep, was that in preparation for their cameo in Space Jam Two? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the movie was literally in uh, about a guy who's a serial rapist and a murder in a murderer. Right. Yeah. And how come that movie? I I had I had some issues with that movie as well, but that's more of the fact that it you know it was made thirty. Uh, oh, what was that 50 years ago jesus christ okay i guess yeah okay so that movie was you know 50 years ago so you know i but like that movie still it's not like it glorified its main character there and it never said oh murder is wrong but there's consequences for the character that's the issue with joker there's no consequences for his character he gets arrested and then he gets freed Okay, right away. away. Okay, well, he ends up in the mental hospital and he he kills the woman in the mental hospital and then runs away. That's what we see at the end of the movie is him running away, right? There are no consequences for our main character. There's not a single part, a single time in this movie where he is held accountable for what he's done. He gets away with it over and over and over again. The reason why Joker works, right? How come we can watch Joker in the Dark Knight and see all of the terrible things that he's doing, right? He, you know, he murders all the, you know, he murders all the people in the bank or, uh, I don't, does he murder? I know he murders at least that one guy. He blows up the hospital. Blows up the hospital. He does all of, you know, he has the two boats at the end. He murders, you know, the, um, um, why can't I remember? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. He murders Rachel. He does all of these terrible things, but how come that's okay? 
And jo- how come when we watch that, we're like, oh, that's awesome. And then when I watch Joker, I'm like, I feel icky. And the answer is, is because he's literally the villain. He's literally yeah. like Joker can exist as a terrible person, as a terrible, you know, human being, as a vile creature who does terrible things, because at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is he's going to lose because Batman is there and he's taking him down because what he's doing is wrong. And we don't see that at all in Joker. That is not given to us at all. And people and so when people say, oh, the movie doesn't, you know, glorify violence, what are you talking about? There are hero, the person who we are supposed to made, be made or be sympathetic for murders people and is proud of it and nothing happens to him. That is sympathetic. That is sympathetic to the to the villain. Joel, why don't you chime in on some of this a little bit? Do you have like similar feelings about some of the stuff that Cameron said, maybe even not to as strong as a point as he has it? Not really. And I'm not necessarily against what Cameron's saying. It's just the way that I look at it. Um, it's hard because, like, I was listening to that whole thing. I should have been writing things down because there was, like, you'd say things and it'd be like, oh, like, well. So I'll try and figure out mm-hmm. how I can piece this together. But, like, for starters, you guys talk about, both of you had mentioned how the Joker is created in this film as, like, this anti-hero where we're supposed to be on his side and you know he's inciting all this violence and he's murdering people and all this stuff and we're supposed to be happy about that and there's never once that it really tells us like no this is not okay like you know there's consequences etc and like you said like the whole time we're just we're happy that these things are happening and when i watch this i don't watch like i watch it in a way like yes rooting for the joker but not rooting for the joker in the sense of like what he's doing i'm rooting for the joker in the sense of yes become that character do the things that you need to do to become the joker and when i'm watching this and seeing these things and seeing him go through these things and killing these people and and starting to become like self-realized that he's like you know i'm not having an issue with this like this is okay with me in my, in my mind, I'm like, yes, yes, exactly. That's what you're supposed to be. That's who the Joker is. So please continue down this path. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you speak about how he doesn't have any consequences and you kind of connect it to the Dark Knight. And you say, well, you know, in this, he, you know, he keeps, he gets caught, but then he just gets released right away. He goes to Arkham and he gets released right away. And it's like, that's literally the exact same thing that we see in the Dark Knight. The only difference is that in the Dark Knight, he has opposition. He has Batman. There's no opposition in this film other mm-hmm. than Thomas Wayne. And yes, we are basically, it's basically shoved in our face that Thomas Wayne is the villain here. That's that's how yes. it, everything is painted here is that Thomas Wayne and the rich, they are the villain. Corporations, big business, really right. rich, yeah. And, and that's a common thing in, in you know modern day life. But again, for me, when I watch this, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that I think this film's great because honestly, like, it's very middle ground for me. I'd probably would rate it like a five or six, you know? But, like, I watched this and seeing that with him not really having that true opposition that he would have if Batman were in the film, 
yeah, I'm rooting for him because I want him to become that villain. And as we know, they've told us, this is it. Like, this movie's not going to go into something else. We're never going to see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker face off against Batman. We're not going to see him in the DC universe in any other way. Like, this was it. So for me, I want this Joker to become full-fledged the Joker, which that's something where I do feel like we we fall short. I feel like I would have much rather, everything that took place in this movie, I would have much rather that all taken place Mm -hmm. in, like, the first hour. And then we get this, you know, other hour of Joker just continuing to ensue chaos and and, and all this stuff. That, the stuff that we start seeing at the end, I want to see the Joker, like, mm-hmm. leading that. You know, and we don't really get that. And so, like I said, for me, the biggest thing is, yes, I do root for the Joker, but not in the sense of, like, I'm thinking, yes, like, he's he's right. Like, this is the only way to get what he deserves and, and for people to start treating him better. No, it's none of that. It's the fact that... When I watch this, I'm rooting for the character to become the character that we mm-hmm. know, the character that Ryan was mentioning, like this just psychotic, crazy guy who just murders people with no remorse and he just kills everyone and whatnot. Um, and again, I think the biggest reason we don't see any of this him having consequences thing is because at the end of the day, the consequences come from him facing off against Batman. And as mm-hmm. we know, even when he's facing off against Batman, he gets away. Yep. You know, he gets caught and he gets away. Yeah. So you bring so you bring up some good points there. <clears throat> um one thing I wanted to mention, I forgot to I forgot to bring up. Typically, when I'm talking about this movie, uh, we talk about opposition, right? The one opposition he did face was Murray, and Murray Murray was that force against Johnny Carson. Yeah, who was who was like, no, you're wrong. These things that you have done are wrong, you know, and like kind of like the moral. Um, uh, I don't know what's it called, but like that was my the moral compass. The moral compass, yeah. Thank you. That, I lost the. But and he is the moral compass. He's like, oh yeah, all you know, you murdered those people. Why you know why why is that okay? And you know, and it's not okay. And like we're finally getting that kind of like yes pushback, and then Joker kills him, and like shoots him in the head. Shoots him in the head. And I know that's the story, but still, I think that that's like a poor. You know, if we're talking purely about, you know, um, opposition and pure, you know, like it was, if the movie it was, is supporting it a, him. It was a moment the movie needed and it was executed poorly. Yeah. And in, in Joel, I want to I make it very, and for everyone, I want to make it clear. I think that they're rooting for the Joker uh, can be seen in, in two lights. Right, Joe, when you're talking about rooting for the Joker to be, you know, the villain that he is, I think that's totally that's that's totally fine. That's not, you know, necessarily what I'm talking about. Um, I think, yeah, no, I'd love to see this Joker um, do, you know, stuff. Um, like I was, like I was, like Joker I was, things. like I was, yeah, exactly. Like I was one of the things I was saying. I was like, I'd love to see him in a movie with Robert Pattinson. I think that yeah, exactly. this Joker would be cool. Uh, I'd love to see where he goes from here as a character, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that the the issue for me is that this movie doesn't separate the Joker from. It doesn't do enough to sep- to make the Joker kind of like this. I don't want to say cartoony, but like you know, it, it seems too realistic. Well, in I, my maybe point of view. I mean, it's sorry to like cut you off, but like yeah. that's a problem I have with the character too. Is like this is so heavy-handed with the you know mental illness oh, stuff. Oh, so we didn't even talk about like, how awful that stuff is. Yeah, we and it's like at the end of the day, we have this Joker at the end or whatever, and you know with him killing Murray and stuff like that. Like, yes, that feels very Joker, but nothing up until that point mm-hmm. 
like felt like that. It felt more of like he did this because he was scared. You know, and obviously, like, that's what we're trying to, they're, they're trying to get this story arc to us. It's like, well, he started off that way, but then as he, he slowly starts realizing he's okay with it, like, it becomes more of, like, his strength is, like, you know what, I can kill people and I have no issue with it. But, like, we see, like, Heath Ledger's Joker, and he's psycho and he's crazy, mm-hmm. but he's smart. Yeah. He's yeah. very smart, and I never once felt that about no. Arthur. You never feel that this character is smart, and that's not saying anything about the fact that he has mental issues, but it's, like... It's everything weighs so much on his mental problems that, you know, we don't see him having this, you know, sneaky mastermind type brain that we've come to know from the Joker. You know, again, it's all almost like completely emotion based as opposed to being based on the lack of emotion, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, It's like, what, why, why does he become... Uh, the bad guy anyways because a talk show host made fun of him on tv and mm-hmm. he gets beat up because he has a shitty job like that's his rationale for all this and it doesn't really work yeah i think i think this movie and like that you know there are a lot of movies issues i have with this movie obviously um <clears throat> but this movie is very hollow right yeah, there's nothing it, to it there's nothing to it and that was one of the issues that, like, when we're talking about Joel, when we're talking about, like, how it feels pretentious and how it feels like Todd Phillips felt like he did something here, it felt like it very much felt like this movie was like, hey, we have something to say about mental health. We have something to say about how society treats people with mental health. And all it was saying is that it's bad society treats yeah. people with mental health yeah. bad no, I could totally, and that's I could totally the movie see. yeah i can that's agree with the you whole there on movie that, on that aspect of things is like it really is it's like hey guys sit down real quick i gotta tell you something uh mental health is real and it's a problem thank you you can head out and you know, like <laughs> and like it, it's so so surface level i mean and some of the shots are are, are really really pathetic and like I, like some of this movie is very gorgeous but like especially the shots where he like he writes in his notebook and then you know they show the close-ups like oh wouldn't it be funny if i was dead or something you know something like that and it's like it's very very heavy-handed and i know that todd phillips because i because i was interested in this movie right i i was very interested in this movie and so i watched interviews about it and i watched what todd phillips was saying and they're like oh well we have a very strong message here and you know stuff like but the and like and that's why i think like he really thought that he did something and that he thought like it but it's so basic i mean it is literally like i it's it's like a, a school project basic of of um of like the moral of the story of the themes and stuff like that it 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 fe- it's so pathetic and like that's why i was saying like when it comes to the pseudo intellectual kind of thing it's like people were like oh this movie is so deep well he was harmed by society and he was you know his final speech at the end and it's just like okay so we need to treat people with mental illness better like <laughs> not hard you know it's very 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 basic i don't i i think we're seeing this a lot now with the the complex of studios wanting to tell origin stories for their villains and they don't a lot of them don't seem to work like take for example joel mentioned that like we don't really see joker as the joker until like the very end of this movie take for example cruella which cameron i know i think you saw right Mm -hmm, yeah yeah she becomes cruella like at the midway point of that film 
and it's so like the second half of that movie you're seeing the character that you know and like you've seen in i'm not saying it's like a perfect example but yeah. it is an example of us seeing the character where we went to the movie to go see um but then you have a movie like a like a venom which came out a couple oh, years Jesus ago Christ. where he's just they don't even really become like the unit that is venom until yeah really at all it's like the very last scene I just think these villain origin stories, and we're going to keep seeing them. They're going to keep happening. They've happened before because, you know, Hannibal Lecter got his own movie Mm -hmm. about his origin story, um, which is nowhere near as good as Silence of the Lambs. Um, I don't know. It's just something that keeps coming up in Hollywood, and I think this is one of the worst examples of it, where you're just, you're making this movie about a character that you know is popular. Go ahead. Joel was going to say something first. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, like, with yeah, that, like, going, like, like Disney does this, you know, they're doing, like, Maleficent and stuff and, and Cruella. Yeah, it's another one. And I feel like, and I hate saying this kind of stuff because you guys know how I feel about this, but at the end of the day, the villain ones for me especially feel very much like, hey, we're going to make so much money off of this, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, merch. Mm-hmm. Because think about this. We all grow up and you have, you know, those kids who are like, Oh, like I've always been like Cinderella because I have these two stepsisters and whatever, you know, or I've always felt like I was a, an Ariel because this, or, Oh, I always, always Prince Charming because like people can relate to this, but you know, there's groups of people who feel like they don't relate to those characters. The characters they relate to are the villains, but they don't have much to Mm -hmm. grasp onto. You know, they just have the little bits of him, of of the characters that are in the, the films as the villains. So we start getting these villain, you know, quote unquote origin stories and the whole movie's about them. And now you have all this context to which you can be like, oh, yeah, I I very much relate to Maleficent because this, because that. And now it all comes back to merch. Now you're buying Maleficent merch and Maleficent backpacks. And, you know, again, not saying that that's the only reason why these things are being made, but I feel like that plays such a huge part in it is that it's like, well, you know, we have this whole untapped audience of people who you know, kind of side with the villains a lot and they relate to the villains, but they don't have much to relate to. Kind of kind of going, I mean, when you're talking about the origin stories of the villains, one thing I just have to say, and I'm curious if you guys agree, is it one of the best things about the Joker and some of these villains in general that yes, we I don't know where yeah. they come from? Absolutely. That's what gives Absolutely. them the mystique, right? Isn't that the best yes. part of the Dark Knight? That the Joker changes his story about the scars every single time. Right. Uh huh. It yes. like, is this something that we need? No, no, that's, that's my point. Like we don't need to know. It takes away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's obviously, it's not like, Oh, this Joker is the origin for Joker. Um, but you know, that's what they did with Cruella. And I, yeah, I, and like, I want to make it, I, I enjoyed Cruella. Um, but like the but to be clear in Disney the Cruella that's in that movie is not the Cruella from the 101 Dalmatian movies it's it's it, it's very much a different character it's you not know Glenn Close. Nah, it's, it's not, not going close. close no i mean you know it's like it's kind like it's it's the same idea of the character, but you know, it's, I don't want to say retcon because I feel like that's like when we're talking about these origin stories, but it, it's very clear that this is not her intentions and her, you know, hatred or whatever is not the same as, 
you know, the movies, you know, the original movies. And so right. um, I think it's interesting that we have the, those. And, but because here because here's the thing. And maybe the, maybe this is why I didn't enjoy Joker. This is why I didn't enjoy, uh, you know, I like Cruella, but why? Because I have these images in my head of what I expect their origins to be and why I think their origins are cool. And then when I see it come to life, it disappoints. Yeah. Do you mean like what you when you see what you thought or when you see what someone else tells you instead of what you thought? Yeah, that one probably. When I, when someone tells me once when, when the what the image of that I had of their origin, mm-hmm. which is what's cool about villains is you like or you know just some characters in general that we don't you're creating know. It yourself yeah, you're creating yourself when they see it. I am I just setting myself up for disappointment by expecting certain things to happen, or by expecting you know. Um, for things to be a certain way. And then when they're told to me, they're not like, am I setting myself up for disappointment? Maybe. And, but you know, and maybe at the end of the day, I shouldn't go see these movies, but if that's, you know, what happens, but I, I think that you are taking something away from those characters. Hollywood seems to be in a stage over the last 20 plus years where they feel like they need to answer all the fans questions about characters. Or like, 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 take Solo, a Star Wars story, for example. I didn't, I didn't need to know how Han Solo completed the Kessel Run. I was fine with just knowing that he did it, and that was mm-hmm. a really cool thing that he did. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see how Cruella became like a fashion icon and also had her hatred for Dalmatians. I don't need mm-hmm. to see that. I don't need to see how Joker <clears throat> became the clown prince of crime. I'm just. I just know that he is. There's enough lore with all these characters that I don't feel like I need to see all of these things. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question there based on that. And I'm not, I'm not saying in any way like, like this isn't me taking a shot at you guys, but I'm curious with this sort of track record that we're talking about, like you said, why did I need solo? Why did I need Quilla? Why did I need Joker? If you're, if we're all agreeing that, you know, these characters work so well because we know so little about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep going to see those movies? Like, why? Because why are like we the, putting ourselves like, to? I think it's yeah. I, I get I get your question. Um, I think it's a fair ask. I think it's just because we like those characters. Um, you know, and to be perfectly honest, like, I like those. I like the Hundred One Dalmatians. I like Star Wars. I like DC Comics. I like these three characters. If there's new content that is going to come out about them i'm just going to go see it like yeah i will and so which would make me part of the problem not the solution um but i think the studios at the same time could be telling different stories as opposed to some retread stuff like well let's take characters that are already established and change their backstories absolutely develop them a little further so i i get your question like yeah i'm not yeah i'm I'm going to keep seeing these movies because I like the, like, I, I don't even, the only movie of these, of like those three characters, the only movie I really didn't like was Joker. Like, I like the other two movies. I just know I didn't need to see them. I think it's just Um, like one of those things where it's like, and this just happens with, with all movies, but especially with stuff like this, it's like you were saying, Cameron, you build up this idea of like, this is what I think led to the Joker becoming the Joker. And then when it's not that you feel disappointed, but you know, million other people who this Joker film was exactly what they thought the Joker would be are like, yes, I love this, you know? And then there's plenty of other people that are also in the same boat as you, but they had an even different idea compared to what you got or what you thought and compared to what the movie came out. And it's like, 
there's like it's one of those situations where there's, there's just no winning you know if you're taking a character like this such a well-known character from any franchise from any ip and you're gonna go make a film about them just them and their story like you're not gonna mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are gonna be upset mm-hmm. you know and i think you kind of have to just accept that and yeah yeah it's tough you know it's because like you said right i'm the same way because like i'm still gonna go see these movies you yeah. know like they could tell me tomorrow like oh we're doing a riddler you know origin story i'm like cool i'll be there opening night like i want to go yeah, see it's this. like uh well it's like obi-wan kenobi this series that come to disney mm-hmm. plus like yeah i can't wait to see that like yeah <laughs> i'm very excited yeah so like, like i said i'm i'm part of the problem we're part of the problem yeah but it's not on we're not in hollywood where we're the people that should be making these decisions um about what movies to make at least yeah. not yet we're, we're not there yet um yeah, i mean i think so just like you what? said it's, it's no it's just like we're yeah at the end of the day, people are going to see these movies no matter what. And yeah. we're never yeah. going to get to the point where w- that statement will not be able to be made. We will not have this Joker moment where we convince the big, big time Hollywood studios, you got to stop making these movies, you know, because yeah. it's the not, day, we're yeah. all going to see it's not, it's not our fault that Joker got made. It's our fault that it made a billion dollars. That's where, well, that's what it really boils down to. Except you guys didn't even not us. see it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple story beats Love in the me. movie that I want to get to. Um, I want to touch on a couple of these. Before we do that, let's throw a quick word to our sponsor. So I want to do a little bit of like a game and exercise with you guys. You down oh, for I that? Oh, I love games. Great. So what I want to do Last time is the clown I'm... asked me if I wanted to play a game, well... What a little so, game. there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, what I want to do is I'm going to bring up a story beat or like a plot point from this film... And I'm going to want you guys, and I'll answer as well. I want you to tell me if you cared about it in this movie. Gotcha. So, so we're just saying one. yes or no, right? We're not digging deep. I mean, no, we can, yo, like, let's, we dig. Will, like, we, let's dig deep if we disagree. If we disagree on any of these, okay. let's dig deep. Um, I will I'll explain the plot point a little decently so that like the fans listening know. If you haven't seen the movie, you'll know a little bit what we're talking about. But you should just, I don't you know I don't even know if you should see the movie. We'll touch on that another mm-hmm. time. Um, okay, so first one. So Arthur lives at home with his mom, who he's like a caretaker for, and we don't really know a lot about his mother until we. But all we that we know is that she writes to uh, Thomas Wayne to try and get like some sort of assistance from him what we find out is that in like the first twist that they try to make us buy is that arthur is actually the illegitimate child of thomas wayne and his mom penny fleck i believe her first name is penny um so he confronts thomas wayne about this first he goes to the wayne manor and sticks his fingers in young bruce's mouth to make him smile which is very off-putting um and then he confronts him at the showing of Modern Times, uh, Charlie Chaplin, which was the best part of this movie was a different movie. Um, <laughs> Man, how long have <laughs> you been sitting on that one? Uh, for about an hour, yeah, <laughs> um, since we started. Um, so uh, Thomas Wayne tells him that, oh, no, your mother was actually insane and that I'm not your father. You're not even her son. You're a, she adopted you. And he goes to Arkham and finds out that all of this is true. His mother was insane. He gets so upset about it that he, in the hospital bed that she's in, because she had, like a, I believe, a stroke earlier in the film. Um, she's in the hospital bed, and he suffocates her with a pillow, and she dies. Did you care about this plot point? Halfway. And I don't mean halfway through the, like, like through the plot point. I mean, like, like I 50% cared. 
Okay. Um, um, I'll <clears throat> like to hear a little more on that after Cameron answers. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is just, again, one of the things where it's just like he murdered his mom and it was just like, okay, on to the next thing, <laughs> you know? So you'd say, uh, so you'd say no, you didn't really care about it? Like, even like all of the, like the twists and the turns that they tried to get you buy into, like, oh, plot twist, he's Thomas Wayne's son. Oh, plot twist, he's actually adopted. Oh, I mean, plot twist, his thing, mom was insane. <clears throat> I guess the thing I will kind of when I was watching it back this time that maybe I didn't see or the first time and maybe this is against me still giving too much credit to the film because and we can we'll talk about this when we get there is um the unreliable narrator aspect of it um yeah and that's a huge plot point yeah um is you know one of the things where I watched it the first time is I was taking away um I mean not everything for you know but there were definitely points this time right like when um like okay so in the very beginning where the guy gives him the gun or whatever and then like two scenes later after he drops the gun um at the at the children's hospital at the children's hospital and, and then blames the other guy for it happening even though he didn't have to bring the gun with him yeah and then well and then the guy and then the guy says, oh, well, he said that you tried to buy this gun. You tried to buy the gun off of him a couple days ago, right? I was like, oh, okay, so maybe this is kind of interesting because we know he's an unreliable narrator. What if that is really what happened? That in his mind, the guy gave him the gun for free where he actually bought it from him, right? Now, am I giving the movie right. too much credit right there? Maybe. But, like, there is something going back. I was thinking, oh, so there might be some, you know unreliable narrator stuff that's a little interesting here however the reason i don't think that is actually the reason uh you know that is actually the case that you know he did in fact give him the gun rather and just lied about it later is because when there was an unreliable narrator the one time we know for a fact there was an unreliable narrator sequence which was when it came to zazie bates character and i know you're going to talk about uh her can you um, say unreliable uh narrator one more time i don't think the audience has heard you use right. that term yet so um we, we get it cam you you understand you know that term sorry um but uh is you know the only time we, we we see the director physically show us and this is the issue is that he physically shows us that oh you know how zazzy bates his character is freaking out how he's inside of her apartment and we don't just expect you to understand based off of that, that all of this stuff with them didn't actually happen. Hey, why don't we show you that none of it actually happened? Because we yeah. think you're dumb. You're okay, too see, dumb and, and you know to what? understand. I'm going to jump in right here and, I, and I'm not going to be trying to be argumentative with you. I'm just going to, for lack of a better term, play devil's advocate. I'm not saying people are dumb. But I guarantee you there's a lot of audience members who wouldn't pick up on that. That's just not everyone looks at films the same but, way we do. Okay. And I – okay. But I think that you? this movie is – if the movie is trying to – the movie feels like it's trying to say something. It feels like it is being smart, right? And that is an issue. Like it feels – Tom Todd Phillips feels like he has something to say and that people should listen to him. The issue is – is that when you undercut your audience and you treat them like they're idiots 
And you like I like I I know what you it, I feel. I just I, just, I, I this is just going to be one of those things that and I'll let you finish your point, but it's going to be one of those things that you and I won't agree on because I don't watch this and think that way. I don't go like, wow, look at him treating the audience like they're dumb. No, it's just him making sure this point gets across because there are going to be people that don't get that. They're going to watch this and they're not going to pick up on that and be but like, that's OK. Why? Like, that's okay if people don't – like, I, I think that is okay if people don't get it. I watch movies I don't understand all the time. And you know what? I'd much rather have a movie where I don't understand things than when I have the director explain everything to me. Like, this is not something that needed to be explained. When she freaks out, when she comes into her room and freaks out and she's like, uh, excuse me, like, can you please get out kind of thing? I'm going to – I, I mean, and maybe there are some people, but I feel like most that's people That's what I'm would saying understand. is you, you keep saying I, 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 and I get that. I'm the same way. I watch it too. And I'm like, yeah, none of that happened. You put that together right away. But there's going to be people that don't feel that way. And I think to discredit Todd Phillips for that and saying that now he's being pretentious and he's undercutting himself that, that he, he's trying to tell this, you know, big story and listen to me, have something to say. But now he's cutting himself short by having to explain it. Like there's gonna be, but that's people when that directors go. But then that's the director going against their own vision. I, I for disagree. the sake of I the audience, I don't think so. I don't think. And so. that's I that that whole scene. Whenever so, whenever a director does that, where they hand, spoon feed me information like that, I really don't like it because it feels antithetical to the film. And itself. again, and I'm not saying this to like check you here. Yeah. But like it goes back to something we've talked about earlier. We're like. Really, at the end of the day, I can't say anything about this because I'm not Todd Phillips. I haven't directed an Academy Award winning film. He has. He's directed some massive films that have brought in a ton of money that are cult classics that people love and enjoy. And for me to say that he doesn't know what he's doing, absolutely. Can we critique him? Absolutely. Can we critique the film and, and thoughts and stuff like that? But I don't feel like I can say, like, no, he's doing himself a disservice here by doing it this way. Because if he did it, he obviously had a reason for doing so. But I think you can. I It does cheapen the movie. I, I, I think it cheapens the movie. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I, I wanted to counter counterpoint this with, I guess, both of you, um, because this point that you're making about, um, uh, noticing that, like, obviously noticing like, oh, this is like, this is his version of the, the, what we're seeing is his version of the story where we find out eventually that everything that he's telling us isn't mm -hmm. really accurate because it happens in different ways. Is this something that you noticed in your very first viewing? Just be completely honest. You noticed yes. it right away. Yes. That she was fake or that like, well, not that she's fake, but like how he tells his like how events play out it the way we see them in the film end up not being as accurate as we thought they were you notice that right oh, away oh yeah yeah first watch okay totally. i was just curious because i think there's a lot of people I, I do agree with joel that i think there's a lot of people that did not see that coming um you know because we have to remember that not everybody watches film the way that the three of us do which is we look for certain things and we notice certain things some people just go thinking like oh this joker he's my favorite dc villain i can't wait to go see this and they don't know they're seeing like a dramatic performance in an academy targeted film with this where they're gonna make risks like that so i do agree with him with joel that this is i don't think it's an issue that they went this route in terms of how to explain things because you know unfortunately in the world that we live in with a lot of movies people need things explained mm -hmm. to them. so i think 
Like, I agree with you. I agree with you, Cameron, in the sense of, like, I didn't need it explained to me, but I agree with him in the sense that I think it needed to be in there for the mass yeah. audiences. Joel, for the record, I've had this conversation with multiple people, and pretty much everyone agrees with you and not me. So I No, and, and like I said, it's, like, it's just hard, for like, with these types of things for me because it's, like, like we we all just said it like we all watch movies differently and i try you guys know you've both been to movies with me i try very hard when i watch a movie to just watch it and enjoy it which is why half the time i leave liking the movie because i really do toss all that other stuff out of my mind but at the end of the day i understand that i and you two look at films a lot differently you do watch them differently when you walk into the theater things that are on your mind are much different than probably someone who's just a general moviegoer you know and so i try very hard to try and see that side of things and especially when it comes to situations where like like this like like i know we've talked about this before but like and you've agreed that it was an issue but like i love inception to death that movie's 50 percent exposition like they're explaining everything to you beat by beat you know what i mean and i understand that's a very complex like system and world that they're developing so it's like yeah you kind of have to but i feel like it's a similar situation here like i don't think every person watched this and picked up right away like oh she this none of this is happening you know like we're not you know no well and and that's and that's fine yeah no it's fine i i think um i just have a i just have a pet peeve in general in film when there are flashbacks explaining things that happened in the film i i just don't like that i think that that's uh anytime that comes up in a movie I don't like that again because it makes me feel like I, and that's a personal thing. Let me ask you this then: If what if he still told the audience, but he told them in a different way? It was very clear that he was telling you, "Hey, this didn't happen," not letting people figure it out, but he he told it in a different way. Would that work better for you? That would be better. I I really hate I really hate the blatant flashbacks to like the same angle but she wasn't there i that is what i don't like i mean i i think that that is i i i so really dislike so you're more here now that we've kind of flushed this out your bigger issue is the execution of it less of the fact that he felt like he had the need to tell the audience yeah well for me he did tell the audience like he told the audience when she walked in and freaked out because it, like like what like what are you doing here kind of thing you know and like that's for me when he told the audience right it's, yeah it's it's the two plus two versus four thing yeah it's you give the audience two plus two you don't give them four so that that's when i that's when i and so then the over explanation but if he wanted to do it still i feel like there's another way than just doing flashbacks because mm-hmm. that's the only time in the movie we see a flashback and so it, it's very it, it's very jarring. No, to me. we see the no, we, we see, see the flashback of yeah his mom in the insane asylum. That's but that those are the only two. Oh, that's right. We do see that. Yeah, um, but that's not his POV. Okay. Oh, we we see him in the shot. We see him in the room watching. Right, it. He's um, just like he's creating a mental image of it. That's right for um, himself. Okay. After mental. he reads the file, absolutely um, mental. All right, I got another one. Uh, that was a good one. That one I figured spent wouldn't forty take minutes on that one. I know, yeah. Uh, the other ones are a little bit small. We already kind of touched on this one: the relationship with no. Sophie and his and his daughter in relation to Arthur. Where, uh, from what we're told to perceive, is that a relationship between the two of them just blossoms out of nowhere after he murders the it's three dudes on the train. He go, goes into her apartment. They just start making out. 
Um, and then she, she goes to his comedy show. She's there when his mom's in the hospital. And then of course, like we've touched on, we find out that that none of that is true and they've only like ever really just seen each other. Maybe like barely even that. Did we care about any of that with the relationship with her? No, character? no. And I could have, if they actually had a relationship, it would have been so much stronger. Right. And I don't mean literally like a romantic relationship, but just, just had this, known each other. Yes. And, and you know, if she, you know, would, would check on him and you know see him how's your day or there you know little things like that and then maybe she sees just a neighbor yeah yeah that what he's become and then we kind of see that you know there that tear between them maybe but what we got now so here's i'll I'll ask you guys this uh because the first time i watched this movie i definitely had thoughts um First time you watched this movie, did you think he killed Zazie Bates and his daughter and her daughter? Yes. No. No, I didn't think so. I'd be curious to see why you felt that way, though. I just, it literally was just a matter of like, oh, I, I think, I think that's what just happened. Yeah. You know. I just don't think we reached that point with his character the last time we see her, like. I just don't think we were there yet with it. So I never really even gave it a thought. But we do we don't see her again after the scene where he leaves her apartment. So it's possible. It's left up to interpretation. Yeah, so um, that's okay, but it is it is but it isn't. And that's the thing that again bothers me with Todd Phillips talking about this movie. Um because I watched this movie and I 100% am like, yeah, he killed them. He murdered them. Why why else would he walk into her apartment just sit there have her come in and walk out i mean he 100 percent murdered them um, that's, what, that's what i'm saying it's left up to interpretation i think but the issue is is that todd phillips has specifically come out in his interviews and been like no why would he murder her why would he murder them he wouldn't do that i he didn't murder him why would you that pisses me off when the director gives an answer to, like you, that yeah. The director is explaining their own movie to people. It's like, ridiculous. Just let people watch it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're all in agreement. We didn't care about that. No. Um, let's talk about the relationship he has with uh, Johnny Carson. Um, so in this movie, uh, Arthur and his mom, Penny, love watching the late night talk show. What was this guy's actual name? Um, Murray. Murray. Murray Frank. Murray. Yeah. He's no, basically Franklin. Johnny Carson. It's Franklin it's like Murray. Johnny... No, it's Murray Franklin. That's what? His name. Uh, yeah, Murray Franklin. Um, oh, yeah, this guy's make basi- more sense, yeah. yeah. This guy's oh, basically okay. like if if Johnny Carson and Tony Soprano merged into one person, it was this guy. Um, but It's like if they took that guy from Taxi Driver and made him like a host in a Joker movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so Robert De Niro's character, uh, he's talk show host. Arthur loves watching a show. It inspires Arthur to go into comedy. He goes to a stand-up show for an open mic night. In his mind, this is another element of the telling of events different than what it actually was. In his mind, he crushed it and the show went great. What he later sees when he's at the hospital waiting on his mom is that they have the clip on Murray's show showing Arthur's performance and Murray's just ripping it apart. Mm-hmm. I just like the guy's not funny and it's terrible. Like that whole scene at the stand up is just super cringy. I hated everything about it. Um, so then he invites or he gets invited. Arthur gets invited to the show to come on. 
which by that point he knows that he's being brought on to get made fun of essentially. Um, but Murray, when we see him is like fairly receptive to him. Like he's not there to like make an make turn him into an ass. Like he seems, you know, he's willing to call him Joker when he comes onto the stage. He's willing to hear him out. It seems like, and play along with him. Mm-hmm. It's like more like a laughing with him, not laughing at him kind of scenario. It felt like, mm-hmm. um, but of course Arthur is, turned into the joker at this point and he confesses that uh he murdered those three guys in the train and that he's happy about the incitements going around gotham city and he just pulls out his gun and shoots murray in the head and then he gets arrested whatever did we care about arthur's like relationship with murray franklin like his stand-up comedy aspirations did we care about any of that yeah i did a little bit because yeah, like, this was the one this was the one story beat that I actually thought was interesting. I thought you were gonna say no. I thought no, you were waiting I, to see I, what Cameron is, and I said and then you were just <laughs> agreeing no, agree with us. No, this was the old no, this was the only one that I liked. Um yeah, a little bit, especially at the end because it's like like you were yeah. talking about how he just like you know, shoots him right then and there and like I think I think that's the best scene in the movie is when he goes onto the stage during the show. because yeah, in the, he kind of t- you know in a way tells us like he murray was almost this father figure to him that you know he this father figure that he didn't actually know and for him to you know gun him down like that like was huge for the character i think it's a great scene i i I, like without the context of the movie and like you know the yeah like if the movie before it had been better and this like actually meant something and there was you know after this like something Mm -hmm. better happened i think it in a vacuum the scene is excellent you know how they say like with the Oscars, like when they announce like an actor is nominated for best actor, or best actress or supporting, then they always like have a reel of like a scene from their mm-hmm. movie. I don't remember what Joaquin's scene was from this film or if they even still did that back then, but this would have been the scene that I would have picked because I think he's oh, exceptional yeah. in, in this scene. And I, th- I, I know we barely touched on it. I don't know what you think about this camera. I do think Joaquin is really good in this role. Um, I don't remember who was nominated against him for best actor. Um, I think that was the that was the Once Upon a Time year, right? So like DiCaprio was nominated, is that right? So best actor for 2020 movies, or technically 2019, but the Oscar for 2020s were um, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Gain, Leonardo DiCaprio Pain and for Glory, Pain and Glory, yeah, Pain, Pain and Gain is the one with yeah, that's yeah. a different movie. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So, um, I mean, you guys is obviously... he the right? Is I know you're gonna go with Adam Driver, obviously. Right? Joel, was Joaquin the right choice out of the group? I mean, I didn't see any of those other movies, but I you, I genuinely you didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Once Upon a Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, you guys already know though that I think that Brad Pitt was the better actor in that movie. But that, um, uh, yeah, I we disagree, but yes. Um, but no, I mean, like I said earlier, I I absolutely loved Joaquin Phoenix in this film. He's one of my favorite actors, period, um, and easily one of the best yeah. actors of our so, generation. Is it his best performance? I no, right? love no. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I agree. His performance in her is one of my favorite performances ever. Yeah, that movie's great. I, movie again, do not like him in this movie. I, I, I mean, I like him in parts of it. Like I said, I like when he comes out on stage. I like that whole thing. Um, I just... 
the way they wrote his character made it feel like they have to like he had to overact so much the I, whole knew, la- I, the whole... I knew it as soon as i was getting ready for this episode i was like cameron is gonna say joaquin phoenix overacted yeah I, I mean and it's not his fault he was written a character that he had to overact for how do you make the laughing thing not overacting i do mean you how do think, you think do, do you think anybody else could have done this though like this is a tough role between like the weight loss like and like the like the wackiness that he has to do the laugh is really hard to get down like do i think other could people could have done, done it this? Yeah. yeah our upcoming not as, i don't think i don't think as well though i really don't like i think i think joaquin is out there enough as an actor that this was a perfect role for him like i don't think it's written to the standard that maybe his skill level i think his acting skill levels the character up more so over some of the bad story elements i do think he's good but i could see where you're coming from where it feels like he's overacting like the the plot point of him having the laughing condition like it i i don't know what to say about that like it it gets tiresome at times like i I don't know it's i think that matt dillon could have done this role matt dillon yeah Matt (laughs) what the hell it's a what a that's the first time Matt Dillon's been mentioned on our show. So I, I think I, there's a lot of actors that have never been guy. mentioned on our show. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Matt. Lucky Dillon. for them. What a random name. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of people who I think you know. Okay, Cameron I'm curious, saw you. you Cameron saw on. you, me, and Dupree, and was like, "I oh, yeah, that guy." I'm curious because, like, it. obviously, like you know, we heard you typing. You were like looking this up. Like, what was it that you've seen Matt Dillon and that you were like, "Oh yeah, this." Would I just make wanted him a good to make Joker. sure I was picturing the right guy because there's the um billy crenshaw i get him and billy crenshaw mixed up sometimes i don't know who the hell billy crenshaw billy is. crenshaw isn't he the guy in um the morning show oh billy crudup 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 crenshaw crudup, oh crudup. yeah billy crudup yeah, i get billy him Crudup's great actor they kind of look similar so i was just making sure i was getting the right guy that's who i was the flash's dad uh yeah not anymore so <laughs> not anymore i think but he yeah. was he got recast he was <laughs> i think paul um, dano that's I what I said. The, I think he's going to play yeah, the Riddler. Paul Dano, yeah. Did you yeah, say that Paul this Dano episode? Yeah, this episode when you oh, guys when Ryan was like, just "Is there anybody Riddler, else?" Yeah. I was like, oh. "I was like, yeah, our upcoming Riddler." Oh, sorry, yeah, I was looking up Matt Dillon at yeah. that point. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think Joaquin's a better. I think he's a better Joaquin. actor than all those people. Joaquin, I think he's a better actor than all those other people. I okay, I but he's one of the best actors going. He was great in Hawk the Line. Here's the thing about these villains, though. Is that we can't? It's so hard to picture actors as the villains until they actually do it. I feel That's like, fair. like if I had told you, "Hey, Emma Stone is Corella Deville," before you saw You're it, like, sure, did you? Did you see? Did people see? I could have bought that. Did pe- Yeah. Did people see Heath Ledger as Joker before he no, was Joker? No, I mean, no, but there's a, there's not, been a, there's been a history of that. Okay. Okay. Did you know? Um, did people see Tom Hardy as Bane? I mean, maybe that one's... Well, bit... and that's my thing, too, is I almost feel like it's better when the villains are the people you wouldn't expect them to be. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like it always works out better when that's the case. I think, you know, when I, I found out Joaquin Phoenix was going to be the Joker, I was excited about it, obviously. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just think that the role that they wrote him required overacting, unfortunately, and I don't think that's Joaquin Phoenix's fault. I think that's the writer's fault. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I legitimately don't know how you would the the laughing thing is really what kills me. I don't I don't know why they wrote that into that that seems like such a dumb How do you act yeah, like that not, and not seem it, like you're acting? Cause it's is that, that the actual time, thing? The that whole, can't actually be 
No. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, like, is that an actual disease? I have no idea. Um, you know, I don't think they ever actually said what the name of it would have been. So. Well, I think because he sure. alluded to the fact it's that, just like, some it's kind of clown thing, disease or whatever. I I don't know, but you know, it's it, it was overacting for me. I feel something like Adam Driver in Marriage yeah. Story was much better. Yeah, he punches right, a, he punches a wall there. So. All right, shut up. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. That's that's the scene. Have right we there. have we not had relationships where we felt like that? I'm not going to put anybody on blast right now. I mean, I'm just saying um, it, that's that's what I'm saying is that f- it feels like an honest performance. No, yeah, that, like that, in that, I think I'm with you, I'm with you. Marriage Story is a well acted film. I'm and people that. blast that scene all the time, but I look at that. I'm like, have you never felt like that before? It's just because it's, it's memeable. Yeah, it got memed. That's why. Unfortunately, um, I have one more of these. Yeah, but people uh, say that movie sucks. So, I have one more of these scenarios, and okay. I think we're about we're about wrapped on this movie. Anything related to the Wayne family, did it need to be in here? Did it need outside to be of maybe in like there? a outside of maybe like a cameo of like Thomas Wayne on like a TV talking about? They comedy. definitely it, needed the part the where pearl, the pearl shot, the pearl shot. They, they oh definitely my God. needed the pearl God shot. God damn, they they fucking killed Batman's parents again in another yes, movie. You like, have enough to enough already. No, you if, don't. If, if, if in the do, Batman we don't see the pearls. I'm I'm gonna walk out. No, no but gonna, it's getting lazy now. Like Zack Snyder, it was a like a slow motion montage in Batman versus Superman. It's like I don't need to Brian, see that. Batman's parents have to die. Batman's there, parents. We have, just every, know they're. We have to. Okay. No, we have to see it. No, we need did to see it. Don't just say. To, no. Sorry. Did you? What, what did you say about Zack Snyder in a slow motion montage? If we because like we literally saw a sesame seed fall in slow motion in the Justice in the it's Snyder true. cut. So. No, I don't need to see Batman's parents die anymore. I don't need. I hated yes, that. I hated that the Joker's uh, incitement was the cause of Batman's parents dying. I that that was I was stupid. a little like, man. That was dumb. I think the fact that they made Joker like 30 years older than Bruce Wayne, I think that's stupid. I know for this movie it doesn't matter because they're never going to actually interact, but I think that's dumb. Um, I also I also think it's kind of dumb, and maybe I because I don't live in Gotham, but I think <laughs> just in general, I The like, rats should be smaller? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think, and maybe this is just because I'm an optimist, that are you? You're not going to, yeah. As crazy as it seems, I am. <laughs> um, I like to think that a whole group of um, people aren't going to be uh, excited, and after uh, a talk show host is murdered on live television, and be like, "Yeah, let's." let's uh, follow this guy kind of thing. I, I feel like if someone killed Jimmy Kimmel on live television and then, was, and people were like, yeah, let's go keep <laughs> rioting. I, 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 that would feel very icky. Yeah. Oh, it's just like, cause the bat, the scene where Bruce Wayne's parents die is a very important scene <laughs> in comics where, um, he doesn't, he's not just killed. Like he's not just murdered for no reason. Yeah. No, the guy, the Joe, whatever his name is, who's Anginello. the guy shoot- No, not him. Um, I forget the full name of the comic book character, but he kills the Waynes because he wants to just rob them, and Thomas Wayne tries to fight him off, and he gets shot, and then he Martha does the same thing and gets shot. Like that's just- in this one, it's just like this is for you, Mister Wayne, and he blows him away, and that's it. And then he oh, then he shoots no, he Martha. Says, then he, he says, then he shoots hey, Martha away and he yanks her pearls. You get what you deserve. And he shoots him yeah, because he's is. quoting what the do, Joker. 
He's yeah, quoting what Joker just told Murray. You're right. Ryan, you're right. I don't know if I don't know if you're gonna bring this up. Did what you, you guys, even watch this movie? What do you guys think about the ending? Uh, it, just, it was the movie went like this, right? It was like this visuals for people. My hands flat, and then towards the end, like he starts going on Murray's show, it goes like this, and yeah. then after Murray's, it just yeah, the ending is terrible. The ending was so bleh. Yeah, where he's in the mental hospital. No, it's terrible. Uh, oh, I'm talking about even before that. No, yeah, when he's arrested and like they oh. hit the, yeah. the ambulance, hits the car, well, and they I'm break speci- him out. Yeah. yeah, no, that's bad. But I'm specifically talking about the mental hospital where all of a sudden now it puts into the idea that, oh, maybe this whole thing didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, part of his, you know, mind. is It's in his mind. Um, How did he get a cigarette in the in the mental institution? He asked for it. The vending machine. <laughs> they, just, they just gave it to him. Oh, okay. Um, Smoke if you got him. Uh, yeah this um do we have anything else? does anybody have anything we haven't touched on because i feel like we've covered the bases here i'm surprised i'm surprised i thought it's gonna have a lot more um opposition opposition than i am nope you're just like joker <laughs> <laughs> well i think we end on that um you should dye your hair green dude oh i actually did have a note i wanted to bring up oh, yeah. that, that this okay. gave us uh the world's greatest letterbox review of all time yeah this one was pretty good. Yeah. You want to read it, Joel? Yeah. This happened to my buddy, Eric. You guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I do. Ryan's pretending he does. I know, no, what, I, I know which I've review heard, you're talking I've about. I've heard this. I've seen this review. Then why you guys, you said want to read it, and then I read it, and you just say they're quiet. Well, yeah. Well, I thought you were about to start reading it. Yeah. So then you don't have any idea what we're talking about. There's that letterbox review where the guy wrote, this happened to my buddy, Eric. And oh, it was like was this massive thing. No, that that okay. No, no, no. That review was put on all this on. Like, that's a meme. I know because of Joker. No, no, no. It happened. No, that was a meme before this. I'm talking about the one that was like, um, you know, if you've never, you know, if you've never been in the ocean, you think a pool is deep, kind of thing. That that's <laughs> the one I was. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, that one was good. That's the one I was talking about. Uh, I've never seen that this happened to my buddy Eric on anything but Joker, but oh, I also yeah, don't go on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's on there all the time. Uh, Letterboxd well, is pretty boring. The best Letterboxd review is the one that came out for Cruella a couple of weeks ago where the the lady was talking about the fight that broke out in her theater the first week the theaters opened up in New York City. Um, Gotta if you love it. Seen, if you haven't seen that one, check them. We love New York City. Yeah, the review is if you've never seen, or if you've never swam in the ocean, then of course a pool seems deep. <laughs> for Joker, so oh, okay, um, this happened to my buddy Eric. I see that one. Do you guys want to see Todd Phillips direct another dramatic? Film? I don't want to see Todd Phillips direct another movie. Period. Do you want to know what his next movie is? Do you know Joker Two? No. Aren't they making a no? Joker Two? They're not making a Joker Two. That's no, not what happening. is it? Uh, the Hulk Hogan biopic. Oh, Jesus Christ. With Chris Hemsworth starring as Hulk Hogan. Are they going to have the sex tape? <laughs> I mean, it's part of his story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be in there. Um, all right. Well, that is Joker. I think we. This is a very sophisticated episode for us. Look at us go. Um, Look at us go. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Um,. So let's get the refunds in there, Cameron. We should go first with you because I think the answer is yeah, obvious. Give me, uh, give me all it's my nine money. bucks. Give yeah, me all. Bucks. Give me ten dollars back because I paid more for the socks <laughs> than I did for um, the. <laughs> I wish I could get my. Actually, no, I still wear the socks. 
Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm just reading into this because I would like legitimately thought and based on know your meme this happened to my buddy eric or like the orig- origin was joker and then people started was doing it, it really every movie yeah so i'm saying is like as far as i knew it started with joker i'm really sorry no it's okay i was just like oh i didn't know that was a thing like prior to this um okay so cameron got the full refund joel how much was it on the table nine dollars Honestly, I think I'll go ahead and say half back. Um, it? I'm yeah. Surprised. Like I said, I didn't. It's not like I hated this. It was just for me. It was more so that it let me down for what I was hoping for. You know. Yeah. Um. It it has problems for sure. It's nothing spectacular, but it's fine. Will I go seek out watching it a lot? No. I can watch The Dark Knight no. every week. I I don't know when I'll watch Joker again. Right. I feel the same way. I won't see this again. There's stuff in here that I like, but the negative outweighs the positive. Give me six bucks. Um, okay. So those are our refunds this week. Next uh, next up, we have our recommendations. And oh, I will go first shit. to give you guys... Yep, there it is. I'll give you extra time to get your answer. I brought this up. I don't remember if we said it on the show or before we started taping, but I'm going to bring this up. Netflix. We didn't talk about this movie uh during our netflix episode a while back but i bet we're all maybe regretting not picking this one because it turned out to be very popular um there is a running series of three films that is coming up here on netflix with the first one just dropping this past weekend it's fear street and this one is fear street 1994 um it's your classic like high school age kids run into some trouble in a horror film but it is told in a very strong way the cast is incredible. It's very well written. And the fact that it is a continuing story where the second episode of these, it's like a trilogy of films, but they're all coming out uh, subsequently. The first one was fantastic. Go check out Fear Street 1994. Joel, do you have a recommendation for everybody? Yeah, I didn't get to recommend it last week because we were uh, doing the special episode. But I'm going to recommend Fast True. 9. I think <laughs> that this movie is not great. But it is so much fun to see in a theater. Granted, it's not opening weekend anymore. Not sure how big crowds are. But honestly, it was so ridiculous that, like, just go watch it. It was fun. If you haven't been to a theater in a while, like, I think this is well worth being your first movie back. Don't, don't, yes, don't try and make your first movie back have to be some spectacular thing. And maybe that's just me saying this as someone who went and saw a movie in the middle of everything. Like, whatever. But. This was so much fun. I wouldn't have been mad if this was the first movie I saw in a theater in over you're gonna, a year. You're gonna say you're gonna say that when uh, Marvel is like literally releasing a film for the first time in like 18 months or whatever, or like almost two years, like on the same. I weekend. could literally care less. <laughs> I don't care. I'll go. I'm gonna go watch Black Widow. Hyped for it. It's gonna be fun. I don't care. <laughs> it's rude. Unbelievable. Uh, Cameron, what's your answer? You know what makes me both sorry? You know what makes me so excited about Black Widow? The fact that there hasn't been a Marvel film in like two years. Thank God. Thank you, Marvel, that's, for not giving me six so movies in a year. That's such a stupid take. It's yeah, so it's, dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, Let's stop making movies take. that are actually profitable. Yeah, it's a good Well, movie. I don't care so, about the money. Make a good movie. 
and not saying that they're they bad movies. movies. I'm not they're saying that movies. I'm not saying they're bad movies. So, I, so they I, are. So they are making good movies then. So they're making good movies. Yes, I, they are making good movies. You're I never tired, went. You're just, said, ti- you're just tired of you're tired of them. So for, no for my movie, reason, yeah, I'm tired of them because the they're releasing them like every freaking month. You're tired. You're tired of them because it's popular to say you're tired of them. That's what it is. No, I. No one else I know says that they're they're tired of them. Everyone oh, else I talk to a, is. That's that's such a huge take on the internet. Like, oh, like Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola. We don't need any more superheroes. Oh well, they. I don't. I don't agree with their. I don't agree with their takes at all. I think Scorsese's so takes are ridiculous. I love yeah, Scorsese. Scorsese. I think his takes on it's ridiculous. That yeah, being said, I just made a good movie in thirty years. So I just, so no, don't say that because Cameron's gonna say Irishman in that what weird way. What the hell are you it. talking about? Have you not seen the Irishman? See, there he goes. I haven't actually. Well, you need to watch the Irishman. That movie is I'll, quite excellent. Yeah, I, I would just appreciate it I, if Marvel would actually let me like soak in the last movie I just saw before shoving the next I one down my throat. Please recommend Cameron. What movie? do you want to recommend? So my favorite Matt Dillon movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, no, so since we've been talking about Todd Phillips all night, I figured I'd recommend a movie by a much better <laughs> Todd. I was uh, going to say, there's no Todd Phillips movie you're no. going to recommend. No, so. uh, Todd Haynes. Um, I don't know if, if you guys Look have seen Look, we got our Haynes on Everybody now. knows who Todd Haynes is. Do they? Go- no. The director of Carol. Um, it's not the movie oh. Carol, though. Uh, I'm choosing That's the movie, movie Wonderstruck. Though. Which is another movie Tom Haynes or Todd Haynes uh, has directed. Oh, that's the one that Oaks Fegley was in. What the hell, Oaks Fegley? Yes. Yeah, it was him, Julianne Moore, and Michelle Williams. Um, I believe uh, Michelle Williams and Maleficent Simmons was in it. Uh, Maleficent most recently, and if you yeah, know and her, it was Brian Selznick, right? The screenplay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, Ryan, you were, I was hoping Ryan was gonna look at us and be like, uh, "Melissa is the um, the deaf actress in a uh, Quiet Place and Quiet yes. Place too." Oh, okay. Um, and this movie She's is great in those. Yeah, this movie is quite interesting. Um, it's it's about this boy who um, nice. goes deaf, and he travels to New York um, to like find something. I forget, I forget exactly what it was, but it's essentially two stories. Um, and one takes place modern times. One takes place in like the 1920s. Uh, and they're both about deaf children going to New York, trying to find their way. Um, it's this very sweet, um, it's this very sweet, very well shot, um, very moving, uh, picture, (laughs) uh, very moving film. Um, and it's, you know, it's a family film. It's a nice watch, you know, especially after watching no, Joker. Cameron, a Rolex is a nice watch. Uh, especially after watching Joker, you need kind of something to kind of cleanse your palate, be a little, be a little uh, <laughs> wholesome. I highly recommend Wonderstruck. Nice. Okay. Those are some interesting recommendations for us. Nice work all around. Um, so I pulled the ride and I just recommended the last movie I watched. <laughs> I all I mean I picked one that I literally just saw a couple days ago. So we don't um, recommend Zola. No, I didn't recommend Life Zola. of Emil Zola. I, I would watch that. Um. Okay. Uh. So next week, guest pick. Guest. We pick. have a guest on. Guest. Joel, do you have uh? Do you have our clip ready I for our guest? Ready to rock. If you boys are ready for the I'm guest ready. clip. I'm all right. Ready. So let's see. Let's see who we got on next week. All right. Wait, nope, hold on. <laughs> that wasn't it. 
Here we go. There it is. What's up, y'all? My name's Whitney Queen, and on the next episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. Yay, now I have a <laughs> to watch this. I saw well, she I... just reviewed this movie on Letterboxd, and so... Well, don't spoil what her thoughts oh, I are. haven't seen this movie, and I didn't plan on watching it. I have planned on watching this, and now I get to. Yes. God damn it. That's fantastic. No, um, no, this Wonder Woman fantastically is... Uh... It's, it's wonderful. Not fantastic. Okay. Guys, as the only person that has seen this movie out of the three of us, this is going to be fun. Are you not going to watch time. it again? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm a, I'm a professional. I'll, I'll get okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm a professional because this is my show. <laughs> I never said this was my show. Not this you, week, at least. Yeah, was say, you definitely have. <laughs> um, I only say it because you've said it before too so um all right well that about wraps up our episode here does anybody have anything fun they'd like to say on some fun closing words don't Um, watch the joker well it's just called joker yeah well don't watch that one either um i'll (laughs) leave this little nugget as we leave that way cameron can get excited to talk to me about it off air but i watched ted lasso so oh my god ted lasso I watched the TV show, Cameron. Season two coming out this month. Yep. Get ready. Um, All right, everybody. So, as always, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. You can always find us on our socials at RefundPod. Check out all the cool stuff we're doing on Instagram. We have some fun little things we're doing in our stories. So, check those out. Participate in those. Then, of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, anywhere that you find podcasts, you can find the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us, and after listening to this episode, you certainly get what you fucking deserve.